Hello everybody, my name is Hannah and I am your host for Behind the Brows. This podcast is all about the lulls of the beauty industry and what really goes on. Um, Also some fun facts, some business ideas, some business truths and a whole lot of entertainment. Hey guys, my name is Hannah and I am the voice behind Behind the Brows. Basically, I have wanted to start a podcast like this for a long time. I've been working in the beauty brow industry for over 11 years now and I just know that there's a lot of funny stories about what really happens in the beauty world and I just thought it would be funny to share. So I'm going to start off this first episode with a little story about how I started in the industry and one of my first jobs and my experience. So I was 19 at the stage. I had finished my diploma of beauty therapy. So I was fresh out of my studies. So I was up to date with all of the latest kind of techniques that they had taught us, um, particularly with sanitizing, one-use products. Um, And at this point, all of the metal spatulas um, and things like that had come in that it was now illegal to use those and it all had to be one use. So I go along to an interview and I get the job and then when I had my one of my first shifts, my boss makes me do a bikini wax on her. And I was like, okay, if you want me to be practicing on you and showing you how I do it, I guess this is how it's going to be. And I guess that's one of the funniest parts about the beauty industry. It's kind of one of the only uh, industries where you will see your co-workers completely nude. Um, and it's just kind of normal. Um, so anyway, she's on the bed, pants are off, legs are up and I'm like, all right, we're here. But the weirdest part was that she was already waxed. So I didn't have any wax, um, to be using on any hair. So I was like, what the F is the point of this? Anyway, so that was the weirdest weird part to start off with. Um, The second part was I was 19 and she would just like leave me there on my own. It was like this little salon um, kind of underneath this other shop and you had to kind of come down around the front. So there weren't a lot of like walk-bys or people walking in or anything like that. So it was kind of like just a one or two person um, service rooms. But still, I'm like... I'm 19 years old. I have just come out of the industry. Like I do know what I'm doing to a degree, but I also don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And now I look back and as a business owner myself, like I just would never, ever be doing that until I knew how this person worked. And I knew that they were fully capable of everything that was required. Like she was leaving me in charge of like just figuring out myself how to do opens and how to how to close a store and like I just had to read this instruction manual basically and work it out myself so then 
I also just wanted to add in here that, um, so she had no computer system as well. So there was, everything was written in a pencil, in a book. Um, there was nothing on a computer. We had to write down every single transaction, what it was. I don't even remember if there was an FPOS machine, I'm going to be honest, but like, it was just so old school for the time that we had technology at that time that you had online systems that you could use. So to leave me to do all this stuff on my own um, without any assistance and she would have no record. Like when I think back, she would have no record of if I was doing this right, if I had put stuff through properly, like if I had written stuff down in the book properly and I just, yeah, it really... Now I look back, it kind of blows my mind even more so because I'm just like, wow. And I do actually remember she, someone had just left and then I was only there for like, I think I lasted maybe three or four months. And so then I remember seeing someone else there and I just remember kind of hearing through the grapevine. It was just, she had a really quick turnover of staff because she just was fucked. Like, honestly, she just was terrible, terrible business owner manager. So I just wanted to add that little segment into there. Um, I was then, I was a casual and she would then tell me that I would have to be going and doing massages at a hotel in the city that was quite a, it was a high-end hotel. And I'm like, okay. Um, so she sends me to do one. So I've got to go along with a massage bed. Like this just still blows my mind that she was even sending me to do this. Um, just because I was so young and these people were paying like serious premium prices at a hotel for an in-hotel, in-room private massage. Like if I was paying like 180 bucks and this little 19-year-old comes walking in, I would be like, what the F? She hadn't even got me to massage on her. She had no idea what my skills were in massage. Um, anyway, so then she did that. I did that. That was all fine. I can't even remember who that was on. And then we had to go back and I had, I did it a few times. And then this one time we went and I went with her and we were doing a couple so she had the guy and I had the female. So we had the bed set up in the rooms and the guy was just having a massage. And then I was supposed to be doing on the female, like a massage, a body scrub, um, a facial. So she would have been expecting this to go for two and a half hours. So she did the guy, the massage. We did the massages first of the body. And then she left me and she gave me like tester sachets to use for product to do a scrub and a facial. I had no, like I had no steamer. I had no, I had like no bowls and towels and all this kind of stuff to be doing stuff with. And so I did like the best that I could. And then at this point, there was a lot of other weird stuff that had happened. Um, so she was paying me via check. And so 
even though this was like 12 years ago, like people still ha- people had bank deposits. She'd pay me by check. So I had to get the check. Then I'd have to go to the bank and then it would have to be then wait like three or four days for it to deposit. So that was just fucked. Um, and then I remember that we had these wooden spatulas and she had a couple of metal ones as well. And she would make me go and put the spatulas that had been used. We had to keep the spatulas. We had to put them in a bucket of turpentine, scrape off the wax to reuse them. And so there were several things that happened. And so by this point, I was like, this is absolutely cooked. Like, I just can't work here. And this is just, this is not giving me like a good experience and making me a better therapist. Like, this is just showing me all kinds of fucked up shit. So we went to go and oh, she would also call me on a Sunday and ask me to go and do massages at, at um, hotels because someone would have randomly called and I was like no and then she would get so annoyed at me that I wouldn't go um and first of all we were closed the store was closed on a Sunday like we were open uh Monday to Saturday so Sundays we were closed two I was a casual so I don't legally actually have to say yes um to a shift when she's calling me asked me to go in an hour to go and do a massage at a at a hotel um she wasn't also paying me for the time from going to the store to then driving she was literally just paying me for the time I was doing the service so anyway so obviously the couple they rang and complained and she rang me and was like going off at me saying that I didn't do it for long enough and I was just like I don't know how I physically possibly could have done an hour facial and body scrub with literally sachets of a cleanser and a moisturizer and an exfoliant like I don't know what what else was I supposed to be doing like giving her an hour face massage to make the time go by like I just was like I was done at that point so that was my intro into the beauty world. Um, there was a lot of interesting clients that came in. Um, I remember in particular this guy that would come in um, almost like every few days because he worked away in the mines and he would take a lot of steroids. And this is one of the first times I'd actually seen the after effects of steroids that it has on people's bodies. And so he had come in he wasn't taking steroids anymore but basically what happens after some people take steroids is that their skin like it purges it so he was getting these cystic like pimples on his back so he was coming in like every other day to get basically a back facial and it was extremely satisfying but also quite intimidating for me I feel at the time like again I was 19 years old this big bloke comes in and he's like um undressing and I'm like doing this back facial which by the way I hadn't actually been trained in so I think this was the issue and she was just basically making me wing it 
on all these services, hadn't showed me anything to do. I hadn't used any of the product range that she had in store. And I was just like winging it. And then, but then she would be getting so angry at me because I wasn't doing certain stuff. But then she hadn't showed me anything. She hadn't said, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. Totally different story if she'd done that. And then I was still fucking it up. Um, then she would do things like, and I feel like this still happens quite a lot in the beauty industry because it's, this is the one reason why I never wanted to be a general beauty therapist because I hated the sales techniques and the sales targets that they made you do. So they would like select a product. So say she had, um, a heap of this product and she would be like, okay, we need to try and sell this. So you're going to try and sell this product to all of your clients today. And I'm like, why the fuck am I selling a like facial cream to someone who's coming in for a freaking bikini and leg wax? Like, why? How do you expect me to try and like sell that? Sure, if they like are coming in and they're asking about it, absolutely, I would be able to recommend stuff for them, and I'd be able to chat to them about what their concerns are, but. It was just like, here's a product, sell it to whoever, the, basically whoever the hell you can and sell as much as you can as possible. And I, that just totally grinds my gears because I can just see straight through when I go into a store or someone's trying to sell me something um, that I'm just like, I haven't even asked you about this product. I haven't even suggested that I'm interested in this product. So like, why the hell are you trying to sell this to me like it just puts me off straight away so I don't want to be selling stuff to people that I genuinely first of all I genuinely actually don't I don't think that they need um so I just can't do that um and even with my staff that I have now like that's just never something that I have wanted them to do um I think it's a very uh big thing in a lot of like the chain beauty therapists like you go on for a facial and then they'll you'll come out and they'll have all of their all of the stuff they've used on you lined up at the counter and they'll be like okay Susan so here is the facial cream that I used on you today and this is going to help you because you had some really severe hydration dehydration around your eye area so then you can use this eye cream and it's like hun I didn't come in here to buy a whole new range of face stuff I didn't even tell you I needed it. I didn't tell you I liked it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even ask you about it. I didn't ask you what this was and how my skin was. Like I've just come in here cause I've got a fucking voucher from my auntie for my birthday and I want to freaking use it. It's just like, I can't stand that. So, um, I have a brow studio and I have a few staff in there and I've always been such an advocate of kind of it's like people come in because they want their brows done. So people are coming in because they want their brows done. Within your service and when you're educating the clients on kind of how to use a product or talking to them about their brows, if they're like, yeah, I really struggle with this, then it's like, well, that's your cue to be able to show them and educate them on options that they could use or something that's going to make their brows look better, feel better, make them feel better about their brows, make them easier to fill in for them because they're struggling with something or find them the right color in something. And that doesn't always necessarily mean they're going to buy something from us. They might already have something that we're like, yeah, that's, that's fine to use. Go for it. Like, 
But if we can actually educate them and say, hey, like, you might actually find this a bit easier. Like, I do not want anyone to be forced to be buying anything. I just think that is such a bad way to make a client feel when they walk out of a store. I want them to be able to trust me, trust my staff that we are only going to show them something and tell them about something if we actually think it's going to benefit them. Um, and not just whip something randomly out of our ass about like, oh, yeah, what about this sunscreen? Like, what? Why are we even selling sunscreen? Like, that's the other thing is, uh, as a business owner in the beauty industry, I find that you do get bombarded with a lot of um, products and being a specialised salon in particular services, um, I just don't find it's right to be selling like a whole range of professional kind of skincare when we don't offer any services in that. Um, Sure, as a therapist and as someone who's done a diploma of beauty therapy, I think there is a huge stigma that people don't think that you really know anything. Um, But when you do a diploma of beauty therapy, you learn about the whole entire body. So you learn about every system, every function, you learn cosmetic science, you do some, you, you dabble in nutrition and how that affects your skin and your body, um, every system. So we actually have a lot of knowledge about the body and how it reacts to certain things. So I think a lot of people really don't understand that. And if you have gone into a particular area within the industry, like you are really a specialist in that area. So um, I'm all right. So my actual first job before I actually got my diploma was when I applied for a job as a beauty consultant on the beauty counter in Maya. So I would have been 17 at this stage. So I started my part of my diploma when I was in grade 12 and I did one day a week at college and through that I finished my makeup certificate and then I went on and did some of the waxing components. So I applied for the job at Maya. I did all the interview processes. There was a couple of group interviews that we had to do and during that I met some of the other applicants that were definitely older than me but I quickly learned that none of them had actually done any kind of makeup training or makeup certificates um not that to be honest not that that actually means anything but still I was like why would you be applying for a job when you don't even have a certificate um and (laughs) to my discovery I did not get the job as a beauty consultant and I was pissed I was like, what the fuck? Why have these bitches got this job when they don't even have a beauty certificate? But when I look back now, um, I was 17. Like, why the hell would they have a 17-year-old on a beauty counter? Let's be honest. So anyway, I actually got a job working just as a retail assistant in Maya, but mainly on the shoe department, funnily enough. Um, I also did a couple of shifts in various other areas and I did do some shifts on some of the beauty counters. So I soon discovered that when you actually work directly for Maya, you basically just put wherever they need you. 
you kind of have a main area that you work in majority of the time but you know if someone's sick or they're down staff you get put wherever so I did actually get put on the beauty counters a few times and well I was shocked at first because I was like oh my god no one actually knows what they're doing on these counters. No one has been trained properly. No one actually knows what they're selling. No one's a trained makeup artist. And I mean, this might be different now, but at the time, um, this is like nearly 15 years ago, this was what was happening. And they didn't have a lot of the big brands like they do now that have their own sections and their own staff that actually come in that are trained by that particular company. It wasn't like that back then. So it's probably different now. I actually have not been into kind of Maya to buy uh, makeup from a counter since then. Um, But I was, yeah, I my eyes were opened and so um that is seriously where I learned the skills of just winging it like I had to work on some of the counters that I just knew nothing about and people were coming up to me asking about stuff asking about foundations asking about um you know wow what's this mascara and even some of the skincare and I was just like I've got no fucking clue so yes I quickly learned my skills of being a bit of a chameleon um, and just working on the go from working at Maya. It was definitely a good experience and it was definitely um, it was definitely a good job. But honestly, even I could go on a podcast about all the stuff that happens in Maya's because that place is wild. Um, but anyway, so that was my first intro into kind of working in the beauty industry but I will get back to the other part of it and the end of this podcast but I forgot about that particular job before I actually graduated so let's get back to it. I'm hoping that this podcast will provide you with some lols, also provide you with some education about therapists, beauty therapists um, and also educate you on your brows and also educate you on business. Um, I've learned a lot along the way. Um, and yeah, I'm really hoping that you guys will love it. I'm not going to drag this out, but that is me for episode one and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to episode one of Behind the Brows. If you guys have any funny stories about your experiences, either in working in the industry or going into the industry and having a treatment, DM me at Behind the Brows Instagram. I would love to hear. um, And if you're happy to, I will add them onto the next episode of Behind the Brows.